This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. You're listening to the West End Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West End Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. We finally got to see Mark Noble in an England shirt at the weekend, and speaking of shirts, we talk about our new kit. Ben Johnson's attitude towards cleaning the dressing room and the business other clubs are doing before revisiting that famous story of ours in Manchester. We get the latest news from X and answer questions from Patreons of the West Ham Way. X, we finally got to see Mark Noble in an England shirt at the weekend. You were lucky enough to be there. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good experience, to be honest with you. Um, it wasn't the greatest game, obviously, and I wasn't really there for the football, but the atmosphere was decent. We were with my three kids, and you know, it was nice to take them all to the first game together um, and, and to watch um, Noble finally in an England shirt. Obviously, there was quite a lot of West Ham connections because you had David James, you had Teddy Mark Noble, Stuart Downing, Joe Cole, um, Patrice Evra. Uh, I think that was all of them from memory. Um, Mark Wright's obviously a West Ham fan. He was playing as well. So, yeah, there's quite a few connections to West Ham, which is always good. Decent atmosphere. Um, and, yeah, that yeah, was good. Yeah, good stuff. I didn't see it myself because I got roped into a bit of a Disney binge with the kids. But was it busy there? Was it packed? Oh, yeah, it was rammed, mate. It was sold out. Um, was it? So- yeah, sold out. Um 
obviously mainly of families uh, that, that were there. Um, I sat right in what I think must be the away section um, in the upper tier. Um, so I was in that section there and uh, it was interesting to sort of see the perspective of the, the stadium from that uh, that viewpoint and I don't think it's as bad as the away fans make out. They say it's the worst ground they've been to, don't they, a lot of them? But I actually don't think the view's that bad from there. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good day and I thought Noble was the best player. I I think in the second half he deliberately eased off a bit. I mean, he started to play centre back for the for the, the game, and um, I think he sort of wasn't involved as much. But you could tell if he wanted to, he could have completely dominated that game. He was he was the best player there. I think I actually thought the female players that played were two of the best players as well, particularly the ones that started. Um, I can't remember their names now. But the two that started the game, I actually thought were really, really good. Um, the keeper, David James, made a good save. Um, and yeah, that was that was it, really. It was, yeah, a decent day out. Mm. Did you hear that Ben Johnson is taking over from Mark Noble when it comes to cleaning the dressing room? Yeah, I did. I did see that. That's good. I like that. Another academy yeah. graduate. Uh, it's good to keep that tradition going. I think it makes them stay humble and then hopefully... There'll be another academy graduate after him that can keep it on. I think it's a good idea. And Ben Johnson seems like a really top fellow. And I'm glad like, that he's done that because I think it fits in with what I believe that he was a, you know, he is a really good bloke. Yeah. Well, apparently he said it would be an honour to take on that responsibility. What an outstanding attitude to have, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think I'd see it as an honour. I'd see it as a chore. If it was me. But I'm glad that I'm glad for tradition's sake um, and hum, humble, humbleness. I'm trying to make a new word up for humble there. Humbleness. Humbleness. See, I think I was going to say that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, humble, humbleness. I think it's good that um, we'd still do that. And I think it shows respect to the opposition. So I'm glad someone's in taking on the role from Noble. It's not a role I'd particularly want myself, but I'm glad for the club's sake that someone has taken it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was good to see Nobs in an England shirt. It suits him, doesn't it? And talking of shirts, the new West Ham kit has been released and it looks just how you described it when you broke it on this very show. It's had mixed reviews. What do you think? Well, actually, before the game yesterday, I took um, the family, as you do, to the club shop. So it was the first time I'd actually seen it in the flesh, other than sort of photos and stuff. And I actually quite like it. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest kit critic ever to be honest with you anyway particularly as I don't really wear them casually now I might wear them I always buy them just for the collection but I never I rarely wear them I might wear them to the odd um you know West Ham game but tend to wear retro shirts if I ever wore them to like an event or something so I'm not the biggest like you know I don't care that much what the kit looks like to be honest with you I don't spend too much focus on it however I actually don't think it's as bad as people make out I, the, the comments I saw suggest it was awful um i actually think it's all right i mean it's quite nice it's it's obviously based upon that early 90s kit which was my second ever kit so i like it for nostalgic reasons and also i just think it's a little bit quirky it's a bit different um looks all right these kits always grow on you anyway like people always hate them to start with and then when you've seen us win a few games in it you suddenly like it again yeah i got a bit of a battle in my brain about the kit if i'm honest because i like it but then at the same time, it looks like a training top to me. Like if you'd have said West Ham have released this new training top, I'd be like, oh, that's really smart there. I like that. So I, I don't know. On the one hand, I quite like the look of it. And on the other hand, I think 
is that is that kind of first team kit material? Do you know what I mean? That, um, yeah, no, I do. And I think that was the mistake people made when it first got like leaked. The uh, images of it, people thought it was a training top, and you know things aren't great when there's people thinking it's a training top. That's not a good mistake to make because training tops are generally more basic and less smart Mm. than the actual uh, shirt. But I I, I think, like I said, once you've seen it worn at the London stadium in a premier league game, I I generally think people's opinions tends to change anyway. And you know, it's claret. It's got blue on it and white on it. It's got all the tradition colors. Yes. It's not, uh, sorry, blue sleeves, and yes, the shorts are blue and not white, so there's a little bit of a difference from the, the real traditions, but I still think it looks okay, yeah. People go mad for it, don't they? Either a positive mm. or a negative. Yeah. People tend to make a real big deal out of the kits, but I'm like you. You know, I'd like to see a nice kit, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep if it ain't quite what I'd hoped it'd be, you know? It really doesn't bother me. Like, obviously, <laughs> if, like, if, right, obviously, if West Ham would suddenly decide to play you know, in yellow or something, or a colour that's not our traditional colour, I would say what the, what's going on there. But if it's claret with blue on it and looks in line with what our colours are, then I'm, I'm generally not that bothered, obviously. I don't like big collars on them, so I'm glad they've stopped doing those. Like, you know, those ones we used to get in the mid-90s, do you remember? All the big flappy <laughs> yeah. things. I'm glad we don't have them. I'm glad they've brought them more proportionately in size, because, again, if you look at the kits in the 90s, the sleeves were absolutely huge weren't oh, they? Massive, um, massive. so so yeah but other than that it doesn't really bother me that much you have kits that you prefer over others definitely but you know ultimately the thing that matters to me is whether West Ham win or not so so mm. the kit doesn't I'd rather we played in a you know a pink and purple kit um than a claret and blue kit if it meant we were winning the league I think yeah well no new signings for us as of yet there's been activity elsewhere, though. What do you make of the other business that's been done so far? Well, I think the Nunes one's interesting because obviously West Ham were linked with him heavily in January. And if you believe what the club was putting out at the time, we were very close to securing a bid for him. Um, but they decided they were going to sell him in the summer. Now, as per the value of the signing has now gone up significantly. Um, and it would be interesting to see how Liverpool, how he does for Liverpool. You know, I think... You know, whenever a player is close to joining West Ham and they go elsewhere, you can't help but wonder what they'd have been like if they joined us. And as we said on the transfer show that we recorded this morning, there's been a lot of players over the years forwards that we have missed out on. If it, oh, if only, you know, Drogba being one, we got relegated, he left. He His deal to us fell through. Shevchenko was on trial there. Marcelo Salas, Adi Bayor. You know, we've had all these... Johnson was very close at one point. And you have a look at all these deals just didn't quite make it. You kind of think, ah, you know, why did we miss out? I hope it's not one of those deals. So that one's interesting. Obviously, I think Man City, everyone knew they were going to sign Haaland and that's been, you know, official as of, like, for a while now. But he's done his actual press releases today in the Man City kit. You know, I think that's a phenomenal signing for them. I mean, he could potentially make them, you know, even better league champions than they were um, last year so that's an interesting one situation with Ericsson's interesting you know he's got Manchester United and Tottenham looking at him um, and I think it's going to be an interesting window because as I say the transfer show that we do is the one for this but we we have discussed most of the clubs now and there's so many clubs like 
Nottingham Forest, always the three promoted teams, Aston Villa, Everton, Newcastle, the ourselves, Leicester, Wolves, you know, even teams like Manchester United and Arsenal, that this window is going to be so crucial to them having a successful season or not. Um, and it's interesting to follow and to do this show that we're doing now as well. Mm. Are there any done deals or deals that are on the verge of being done that you looked at and thought West Ham should have been involved in that? Um, nothing really that jumps out to me that would be realistic. I mean, obviously, I'd love us to sign Harlan. There's no, there's no two ways about that. But he's not <laughs> going to come. He's not going to come to West Ham. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any that are particularly you know, making me think. Oh, we missed out there. I think the free transfer signing of Fraser Forster is a good move from Tottenham. I mean, he's a good keeper in my opinion. Now, obviously, West Ham don't really need him, particularly if we. You know, sign Ariola, um, but I think that's a decent backup keeper for Spurs. There, you look at Aston Villa, and they've signed um, Coutinho. You know, I'd love Coutinho to have played for West Ham again. I don't think we'd have had much chance considering he had his loan at Villa and obviously his relationship with Steven Gerrard. But if we was to have been able to tempt him, I think Coutinho would be a very good signing as well. Yeah, but there was another player that Villa signed as well, though, wasn't there? Was it Kamara? Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, that's another one I would have liked. Yeah, him as well. Yeah, because yeah. he seemed to tick a few boxes, didn't he? I mean, we like young players, and I think he's 22. He seems versatile. He can play midfield or centre-half. He seems pretty big, strong, quick. And I'm quite surprised that we wasn't in the running for that at any point. Um, mm. I don't know, Tarkovsky, maybe, because obviously we was yeah. in with him before. But then you could argue if he didn't fancy a move prior... <laughs> then would we want to speak to a player like that again? I don't There's know. There's always been talks that he didn't want to come back down south. That was the one of the real reasons yeah. that they were saying they're hindering the deal. And obviously Everton's not far from from Burnley's, both in Lancashire, aren't they? So, like, I think, um, well, actually, no, Everton's not, but it's on the borders of Lancashire. Um, so it's... Uh, it's it's not far from him to be able to commute between the two, so maybe we wouldn't have been able to get him anyway. I'm not sure. Mm, it's been some mad free transfers, though, isn't there? If you look at, you know, I think Paul Pogba was on the verge of going to Juventus for nothing. I mean, what did they pay for him to get him back? What yeah. was it, 70, 80-odd million, which is yeah, crazy. more than that. Well, and then even when you look at Tarkovsky, I mean, the, the, the quoted figure was around about £50 million. Pound. I mean, why Burnley didn't... <laughs> I know he's up a bit on the negotiation to get something for him rather than losing for nothing now. I mean, that seems crazy to me because I think he's only about 30, isn't he, Tarkovsky? Yeah, he's he got is. A, a good two to three years left in him. Yeah, um, definitely. So I mean, that's, a, that's a bit of a bollock drop by Burnley, I think. But yeah. yeah, I think generally speaking, there's no kind of standouts where we think, oh, we really missed a trick with that one other than who you said, which was Nunes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. You know more than I do in terms of how much we were prepared to pay versus how much they wanted. But obviously, if he goes on to become an absolute well-beater, as Liverpool believe he will be, uh, hence why they've offered him a six-year contract, then he'll go up on the list with Shevchenko and Salas when he is an opportunity missed. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard because when you get told these transfers, like by certain people, this is why I always verify it by about three or four people, but you get these sorts of transfers like Nunes and Phillips and Rafinha and stuff that come right at the end of the window. There's, there is the classic we tried line and I, I can't help but feel that that was the case with Nunes. I think whilst we, we did make an offer for him, I think deep down we knew he wasn't going to sign for us to that price. It was almost like, let's put it in, at, at, you know, at worst he turns us down. We can say we tried at best, they accept the deal. Um, but I don't think it was ever very sort of, you know, heart felt that this deal was going to happen. 
Mm. Well, whilst we said it was nice to see Mark Noble in an England shirt, it wasn't too bad seeing Jared in one either, was it? Must have right. been um, must have been really pleased like the rest of us were to see him uh, play alongside Deck. Yeah, I actually thought the game he started, I thought he played really, really well. I yeah. was surprised he was then um, dropped for the Germany game. And then actually, when he played against Italy, when he came on, I thought he, he played well as well. So, I mean, he started his England career really, really well. Um, I wouldn't surprise me now if he's guaranteed to be in the next England squad. Obviously, injuries permitting. Um, and I think it's good for him. I think it will only help but develop his confidence, um, make him... You know, a bit more clinical, perhaps, because he'll see um, he'll be working with very clinical people in training all the time. You know, in training, his only other real finisher in inverted commas at West Ham is Antonio. You know, that's what, and he's not exactly the most you know accurate at times. Whereas, obviously, when he goes to England, he'll be able to see the likes of you know Harry Kane and stuff, and how uh, precise they are with their finishing, and it can only benefit him. Mm. Are you enjoying international football at the moment or not really? No. No. It's piece poor, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, the players are knackered. We touched upon this. Michael Bridge, when he was on the transfer show, the players mm. are knackered. Most of them have had longer seasons, you know. Take Liverpool or Manchester City. You know, they played Liverpool played a Champions League final recently. They've um, they've just missed out on the league. They've won the FA Cup. They've won the League Cup. The players need a break. Same as Man City. They won the they won the league in dramatic circumstances on the last game of the season. Their players need a rest. Look at West Ham. You know, Declan and Bowen have pretty much played every single game for us this season, and and that includes Europe. I just think this whole nation league thing has been a, a joke. I didn't even realise this one more game to go and so they played like four games in the space of like two weeks um and it's just uh it's just stupid really i'm not a fan at all i like no. the idea they've made friendlies a bit more competitive i like that respect and that you know when we were back in the day when we used to watch england as kids they'd have a friendly half the players would withdraw from it then they'd have like you know they'd just sub the whole 11 for the whole game wouldn't they they'd literally just sub rotate and it was all about fitness whereas now at least these friendlies have a bit of competitiveness to them however i think the players especially as the world cup's coming slap bang in the season as well the players just need a rest and a break and i think the quality of football shown in the champions league has been an in uh, sorry in the nations league has been an indicator of the fact that that players aren't tired and that this tournament probably shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of international football at the best of times, to be honest. And uh, I just find myself missing domestic football already. Yeah. It can't come back quick enough for me. Um, no. I just hope that when it does, we've got some uh, some signings to shout about because I think that's yeah. what everyone's waiting for, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Well, mate, we've enjoyed a few laughs since we've known each other and a lot of which comes from our travels. And it's funny, you know, we've had so many people ask us to tell the Manchester story as it's been a few years now since we did. And I thought, as we've got a bit of time left in this section, we might as well do it now if you're up for it. Now, <laughs> yeah. now my, my memory, as you know, isn't the best, right? So if at any point I'm missing key points in this story, feel free to interject, right? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's going to be quite funny revisiting this because I'm already yeah. getting flashbacks of it. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, look, I know there's an element of you had to be there, but I was there, right? And it was quite surreal, to be honest. So we, along with a few other lads, headed up for the FBA Awards X. It was, wasn't it? That was the occasion. Yes, mate. So the West Ham way had been nominated for the uh, best up-and-coming website and I'd been nominated for... Um 
don't know, best social. In, I don't know what was it called? Yeah, best in best in social. So Worst pronunciation of names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, um, <laughs> your name would have most, been on that track. <laughs> most um, <laughs> most unlucky football predictors league um, <laughs> uh, participant. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I was. Yeah, so I was um, there. So it was for yeah, best in social. So we had two two nominations. So previously, it's only been myself that's been nominated, but because it was the two, we were like, well, we definitely got to go here and represent. Yeah, and it was hosted at Old Trafford. And uh, like I say, we, we there was a few of us anyway. I think in total there was five. But then uh, we met up with Manchester, Randy and Joachim. So that group then became bigger. And... Um, it was. It, it became very clear at these awards. A, we wasn't going to win anything, and B, uh, it was just painfully boring when it, it seemed to go on all night, and it was dragging on and on yeah. and on. And, uh, and, it's, and it's and it's fixed anyway. Let's be honest. Oh, you, oh mate, of course it is. Yeah, order, it's so obvious. In order to win it, you need to be signed up by Snack Media. Snack Media, an advertising company that basically put adverts on on social on um, websites and. You know, they try and work with bloggers and stuff like that. So you sign up for their ads and obviously that you get a cut of the clicks to it and they get a cut to it. So anyone that won anything um was connected to Snap Media because they were the hosts of the event. So it was all it was all a bit pointless really. It was a complete waste of time, truth be told. Mm-hmm. Um but it got to a point in the night quite early on actually where we're saying, Do you know what? You know, we fancy a night out. We're in Manchester. This is fucking boring. So we just, you know, go to a bar or a club somewhere. And I think you got talked into maybe us going to a particular club. Uh, I don't know if it was a promotions thing or, or whatever, but we ended up going to this club. We were in our suits as well, by the way. So we looked like we just finished work for the day. And we've gone into this club. And I remember it just being like a poser's palace. Do you remember it? it was one of the yes, most pretentious yeah. places, you know, uh, you know, all the sparklers and champagne and, and people just spending time looking at themselves in the mirror rather than actually enjoying themselves. I mean, <laughs> we were like a fish out of water, really our little group. So we said, oh, let's fuck this off. This is crap. So we ended up actually going to a student bar, didn't we? Yeah. Um, if you remember, it was like a student nightclub. And yeah, I can't remember good. the name of it now. No, Manchester Andy would know the name of it. Yeah. But again, for different reasons, we looked out of place there because we was all in our suits. And these were basically <laughs> university goers that were there. So yeah. we stood out like sore thumbs there. And I just remember how sticky the floor was. Yes. Uh, yeah, as you proper, dance proper student dive, you know. Oh, like, mate, proper. Like two yeah, pound proper. a pint type thing. And- it was. It yeah, was. Like, the people that haven't. It's a bit discriminatory to students, but hadn't washed for a couple of weeks, and you know, it was like a, it was like a proper student. And I, I can speak as a former student. It was a proper student night out, definitely. Yeah, it was. And, you know, if you was to get a drink, it would be a can of Red Stripe that would be passed yes. to you as yeah. well. So uh, no airs and graces. But you know what? To be fair, we had the bollocks of a time there, didn't we? As a group, it was a really good laugh. Music was wicked. Um, really good atmosphere. And we had a really good time. But as is often the case, I think we were all, me especially, was battered after this night out. And I think we might have finished up at something like, Oh God! Three, half three, four in the morning. Yeah, that was fine. Um, we went after we went um, to McDonald's and we ate yes. like loads of donuts and stuff. Uh. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, that was a twenty-four hour McDonald's there as well. Yeah, um, and nearby to that McDonald's was also where we were staying. Now, for kind of long-term listeners of the show, 
you will know that for quite a period of time, up until recently, X had the world's worst reputation for booking us in to hotels whenever we had to stay somewhere. And I'm not even sure you'd even dispute that, X, would you? No, no. I mean, there have been some shockers. There's, there's no two ways about it. I mean, personally, I think the Liverpool one is the worst one, but the, Man- oh. but the, but the Manchester one wasn't far off that. See, I would flip that around, actually. I would say Literally. the Manchester one. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that was wrong with the Liverpool one was it wasn't built. Which is quite essential. Which is always going to be marked down when you're critiquing a hotel. <laughs> didn't have if walls, it has, didn't have a bed. But... <laughs> yeah, and obviously, unfortunately, we'd have to take more points off for uh, blood on the walls and the yeah. bed. And, and, and that's not even a joke. We walked into the Wayne no, Hall and we got up to like literally, we walked, pulled up outside and I was like, right, mate, my sat nav is telling us it's this. And we were looking at like literally a building site. So we sort of crept up to like a door in the in the sort of, you know, those blue wooden night panels they have around building sites and stuff. And we sort of crept through it. And then we were walking in this like room. I was like, mate, this can't be it. This can't be it. And eventually we found some room, didn't we? And again, there was no one there. And I was like, what is going on? And eventually some old bloke with no teeth and stuff was like, you know, absolutely yeah. scally. He came and found us, took us up to some room. Do you remember it was an office but it was like in a bedroom and it was just like paper everywhere and stuff and said, you're staying the night, lads? And I was like, but mate, I don't think it's even built yet, is it? And he was like, no, 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 we've got rooms, we've got rooms. And he took us down to this room and oh my God, what had gone on there? The night before, I don't know, I, I but there was, there was fake tan all over the bed. There was like fake uh, fingernails and stuff. There was like, um, like blood on the walls. It's just horrific, wasn't it, mate? And we are. We oh, had to say unreal. to him, mate, you've got to clean this. We can't stay in here. And I think no. he did it himself, didn't he? Yeah, I think he, that he bloke was. Yeah, I think he did. It looked like Marilyn Manson had had his Christmas party in there the night before. Yeah, yeah, it was horrific. just absolutely bizarre. But, but, and this goes to show how bad this place was. I think. Manchester was worse than that. I mean, because, it, was, um, it, it had mould growing on the walls, which was not great. Like and then, a bit though, uh, and then, yeah, it I remember my, the bedroom walls. Well, yeah, and I remember my room. Like I had this long sort of passage down to the actual bedroom bit, so it was quite big. But within the bedroom, it absolutely stunk. I don't know what of like maybe something yeah. died or something. I don't know, but it was absolutely horrific smell in there. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, fungus all over the walls and stuff. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely horrendous. But to be fair, you get what you paid for. And what we yeah. paid for ultimately was a host, uh, a hostel near Mossside in Manchester. Right. So <laughs> yeah. in black and white, it's not a place you're going to, you know, get excited about going to, let's be honest. And this, I can't even call it a hotel because it, it, I don't care what anyone said it wasn't. It was, it was more like a hostel, honestly. And this hostel was basically run by this one Asian fella. And he quite clearly did absolutely everything uh, through gritted teeth as well you could tell he hated his job probably hated his life as well so then we rock up right and we'd all decided to stay at this place fuck knows why but one person that was supposed to be coming with us was baz cox a lot of you will know baz and uh he pulled out so he said to me dave he said i've, I've booked the room Probably uh, seen the you, reviews on online. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, he's like that. So, um, yeah, and he said, "Look, Dave, I booked the room." He said, "You can have it." He said, "Just say 
your name is Baz Cox. He said, you must remember that because that's what it's booked under. I said, all right, Baz, cheers, mate. I appreciate that. So I did remember it. So we rocked up to, say, reception. It was a desk in the middle of the hallway. And then there was these rooms behind him off of uh, off of the desk. And, um, yeah, we spoke to him and everyone checked in. And he, he said to me, can I have your name of check-in? I said, yeah, it's Baz Cox. So he said, okay, fine. He said, there's your room key and all that. So we took our room keys. Um, and then we went out for the night. So we're jumping a bit backwards and forwards here, but then we went to the FBAs and then we had uh, we had a night out at a couple of clubs, etc. Right, so fast forward on, and we've come back now. Now, I, I don't even remember. I must have talk, brought it from the club. I had like three quarters of a glass left of JD and Coke. I mate, think, and I mate, you always it. have it. You always have a JD and Coke somewhere. Like, I don't yeah. know how you do it, but it's like, you know, it's like someone that has an EpiPen or an inhaler. They always, they always, <laughs> they, they always have it with them, whereas you always yeah. have a, a magic JD and Coke you can pull out from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Next time you see me, I'll just have like a JD intravenous drip. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll be walking around. Um, and this was my version of that back then so I did have three quarters of a glass left or whatever and I am pissed and I don't even know why I did this because I thought well I could just drink it in my room looking back but um, I I remember you and the boys went to bed and I said I'm just going to stand outside uh, and finish this and then I'll I'll go to bed myself so I actually got halfway through what was left of my drink before I went back into the hotel and I thought no I will finish the rest in, in the bedroom if you can call it that so I've gone up to my door um, no one at reception, obviously, because it is about four o'clock in the morning and the one man band is clearly trying to get some sleep. And uh, I, I'm rummaging around pockets. I thought, oh, fuck, I can't find my card. I can't find my room key. And I've gone, it's got to be here somewhere. And I'm tracing my steps and thinking, when was the last time you had it? And all the cliche questions. And I thought, shit, it's not here. It's gone. I don't know where it is. So then I went and knocked for you <laughs> and you didn't answer. That's I then passed I watched, out by that point. Yeah, you, you passed out. But so did the other boys, because the other lads that I'd knocked for as well, no answer. So I've gone back to reception, and on this desk was uh, a little sign saying, in case of emergencies, call this mobile number. It was obviously the mobile number that belonged to the Asian fella that was running it. So I've gone, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to call him. Like, I feel a little bit bad, but you know, I know it's like gone four in the morning now, but uh, I've got to call him, because what am I going to do? So anyway, I've called him. No answer. It's a bit of a fucking theme developing here. Called him again. No answer. Called him again. Left a voicemail this time. Please, if you get this, can you call me? Put the phone down. Nothing. Called him again. No answer. Right? So I'm thinking, I'm fucked. But I'm absolutely fucked. I've got to be up in a few hours to go home. But I need some sort of sleep. Otherwise, I'm going to be banging trouble. And this is this is the thing that makes me laugh, right? Because in my drunken state, I'm trying to come up with an idea as to what I'm going to do next, right? So I'm looking to see if there's any furniture around I can crash out on, if there's any nearby hotels, and we don't really want to be walking close to Moss Side at four in the morning, so I discounted that one. I thought, should I just sleep on the floor? But then I don't really want to ruin my suit. So I'm going through all these different things. And then, with a JD and Coke in hand, I thought to myself, there must be a master key to this hotel, this absolute <laughs> shithole of a hotel. <laughs> And I thought, I wonder if there is, you know. And I'm literally in the, in the, I'm in the hallway of this downstairs hostel. And I'm thinking, like, right light bulb moment. I thought, it's got to be, isn't it? So I'm, I've gone behind his desk now, this fella. And I thought, yeah, let's, let's see if we can find something. So I thought, anything that resembles a room key card, it's got to be a master key. Because all the other keys would be with the people that are staying here. Well, fucking blow me down. 
within about 10 seconds, I found a key, right? A, a, a blank white card key. I've picked it up. Oh, no, don't forget, I'm battered as well. So actually, this is a stroke of genius for someone that is completely incoherent at this stage, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I've picked it up and I thought, well, this could be it. So what I thought I would do, this is where logic flew out the window a little bit, because why I didn't take it straight to my bedroom, I don't know. <laughs> but I thought, what I'll do is I'll go to the first hotel room behind the desk, because that's the nearest one to me. I'll gently hold it against the door. <laughs> and if it's a red light, it obviously isn't the master key. But if it's a green light and it beeps, I'm, I've cracked it. I'm away. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, go on, I'll do that. So anyway, I've swayed and stumbled over to this door. Again, still with my JD and Coke, man. <laughs> and I've we'll got... to any cost. Yeah. And I've tapped the card against the door and I've got my hand on the handle and I've applied a little bit too much weight to the door. So I've actually accidentally opened the door when the green light went beep, beep. So... I have actually, my momentum has taken me, where I'm pissing I'm unbalanced, it's taken me into a room. Well, I know me. this story, but it's still so funny. <laughs> I've heard this story so many times. <laughs> it's so and funny. I'll tell you what, you couldn't make it up. As I've stumbled into the room and then regained my balance, it's the fucking geezer that runs a hotel. It's his room. He's staying in there. So he's looking at me, right? He's in bed. He's pulled the duvet up to his nose. He thought he was going to get fucking raped. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's looked at me and he's gone, what do you want? <laughs> and I said, I'm oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> I said, sorry about the luck. I just sort of like stepped on his toes or something. He's absolutely petrified. I've never seen someone so frightened in their entire life. To be fair, life. mate, you're quite a big lad when you're drunk <laughs> as well. That's a stumbling towards you at four in the morning. Still got the JD and Coke in as well, by the way. Exactly, Haven't yeah. spilled a drop. And um, I said, oh, mate, I'm so sorry. And with that, I've shut the door. And I thought, right, well, I know this works now. So I'm with this master key that I've got no right to touch. I'm marching back to my room now. And as I'm marching back to my room, I'm hearing these fucking furious footsteps about 20 seconds later. And it's uh, it's matey boy, isn't it? He now, real, now realising that he isn't going to get raped or murdered. He has got out of bed, chucked some pyjamas on, and he's come storming after me and he's gone, what are you doing? Can I just say at this stage, right? You know what I'm like for my impressions or whatever. I think if ever you have to tell a story, you have to create a bit of visualisation. So please do excuse my Asian accent and don't take it the wrong way. I'm just being honest. This is what he sounded like, okay? So do forgive me. Because this is part of the story. Do you know what? You how he with, sounded. With, with hindsight, you are bloody lucky there was his room that you opened the door to. I mean, unless if you'd open the door to like a 20-year-old woman or something on her I'm own like, or something. You're right. I know. Uh, honestly, I know. Geez, I know. No, you are right. You, know? like, you are God. right. I mean, it's got to be some sort of law against just entering someone else's space. Exactly. You wonder what I was going to say then, didn't you? Was, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think there is a law on that one, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he thought I was going to end it for his fucking space at one point. Let me tell you, I can see it in his eyes. So anyway, as I'm walking back, I've heard these furious footsteps after me. Now he's fucking raging, this geezer. Like, he's stomping after me. He's gone, what are you doing? What are you around? What are you around? And I said, all right, mate, I said, fucking calm yourself down. The thing that's so funny is I can so picture you doing that. All right, mate, as if you've done, like, nothing wrong at all. 
that he's actually being unreasonable. I know. Well, I think at that point, I didn't see myself as doing anything wrong. I was actually pretty proud of myself that I proactively found a way to get back into my room when no one else would fucking help me. I think I was quite proud of myself at that point. And I was a little bit sort of defensive of the way he was talking to me, if I'm honest, Um So he's marched after me. And I say, he said, what are you doing and what do you want? I said, uh, Mate, listen, I said, calm down. I said, it was an accident. Listen, I've lost my room key, right? Uh, I love it. They accidentally found the card, went to his room, pressed it on the door, opened the door. <laughs> I know what I said to him. He, says, he said, where have you lost your room key? How did you get into mine then? And where did you get that key from? I said, uh, I found it from behind your desk. He said, you went to my desk! <laughs> you have no right to rummage through these things. To be said, fair, it's not the greatest security, is it, really? You know, we, <laughs> no. were staying, we were staying in that hotel under the trust. We wouldn't be murdered in our bedrooms. But actually, he completely abused that trust. I know, I know. And I, I I said, well, look, mate, what do you want me to do? I said, I, I knocked all my mates up. I said, they've passed out. I said, I fucking called you four times and you didn't answer. <laughs> he said, it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I said, well, uh, this fair's fair, mate. I said, look, I found a master key. I've tried to get myself out of shit here. I've tried it on your door and it's worked. And basically, I've had a touch. Yes, I shouldn't have come into your room. I said, but I've apologised. I said, sorry, it's a mistake. So now We're I'm going back to my room. There's a mistake. We're all West Ham, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just so people know, that's a little private joke between me and X. Every time the predictable scenario happens when X goes to his seat in a way ground, there is always someone standing in his seat. And the amount of times X has said, Oh, come on, mate, we're all West Ham. So it's become a little bit of a joke between us now. So um so I said, look, mate. I said, look, you can have the car back. I've just got to tap myself in and get some sleep. That's all I want to do. He said, I can't let you in. He said, "Uh, I don't know who you are. (laughs) I don't remember you checking in. I said, mate, I checked in this afternoon. You must remember me. I was with four other lads. No, no, no. He said, I don't remember you. He said, I can't can't let you check in there. He said, I can't believe this. He said, right. He said, you come with me now. Right, I thought, Ooh. So I followed him, right? And he's in his fucking pajamas, right? His hair's all over the place. And he's sitting at this fucking computer. He looks absolutely furious. Now it is. It's got to be touching five in the morning. And he's sitting at his laptop, right? I'm, I'm behind him swaying from side to side because I can't keep my balance because I'm so pissed. I've got me, the last remains of my JD and Coke swirling around as well. And I'm behind him by his shoulder standing up, right? And he's gone, right, what is your name? I see if you've checked in. I said, it's Dave Walker, right? And with that, he has slammed his hands down on the desk. He's gone, there is no Dave Walker in this hotel. I said, oh, no, sorry, mate, those cocks. He looked at me and he said, you are drunk. <laughs> I said, what's that got to do with anything? I said, why are you tell me your name is David? And it's not, it's just Bascocks. I said, look, mate, I said, look, okay. I look, the rumors were under someone else's name called So dodgy, isn't it? No, no. He must have just thought, what the hell is this? Like, like, I know. I said, I said, look, mate. The room was booked under Baz Cox. Baz Cox couldn't make it. So to save any complications, I've taken the same room. And uh, so you don't have any sort of administration headaches, 
I just checked in as Baz Cox, but I'm not Baz Cox. I'm Dave Walker. I'm just simply staying in Baz Cox's room. So then, whilst he's semi-bought into the story, he's, he's just getting angrier. Like, he's not calming down at all. <laughs> and then he said, the only way I can let you in is if we look at CCTV footage. Like, I can't believe this fucking place had CCTV footage. <laughs> he said, if we look at CCTV footage... It had to for all the murders that got on there leaving their security the cards. For proof, for proof that you did actually check in. I said, oh, fuck me, mate. I said, I'm not being funny. I wouldn't have gone to all this effort so far just by chance, would I? I said, look, I'm clearly staying in the room. I can't believe you can't remember me checking in, Right. That room is mine. Just let me go and have some sleep. I'm fucking knackered. Went, You're fucking knackered. <laughs> I said, yes, mate. I'm fucking knackered. I said, you know, it's my room. Just let me in, will ya? And at this point, he's taking, he snatched the car back out of the end. So we then, no word of a lie, right? It was the most awkward period of silence I've ever experienced. It's right up there with the Uber driver coming out from Southampton. Sorry, that's about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to spend the next 40 minutes looking for CCTV footage of me coming in. And eventually, I mean, I'm literally falling asleep standing up now. And I think even at one point, he had to nudge me, right? So I opened my eyes. Drawling on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just literally, yeah. I couldn't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in the end, he nudged me and he said, okay, okay, I can see you on the CCTV. I said, oh, fucking at last. I said, right, you're going to let me in then? He said, come on. Like, all like, you know, like proper resentful now, proper resentful. Because the thing is, it's now, it's now touching quarter to six in the morning. He starts work at seven, right? I mean, I've just destroyed his night. And I'm, I've destroyed my own because I've got to be up in about an hour. So I've got an hour's sleep. I'm going to be like death warmed up in the morning. So eventually... After all that fucking palaver, he let me into my room and I managed to, well, it might have been the damp, the reason I collapsed on the bed, I don't know, but uh, I managed to get that hours kit, but then I was up and then I remember walking out to the front and that poor bastard, I mean, I did feel sorry for him. His shirt was untucked, it was unbuttoned, he had big circles around his eyes, his hair was all over the place and he just looked at me for about 10 seconds solid and gave me the biggest death stare I've ever had in my life and I just said to him, I said, I think I was still pissed, to be honest. I said, uh, listen, mate, I'm sorry about last night. It's just one of them things, isn't it? <laughs> Probably the one worst follow-up and apology like, with, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it happens um, quite frequently, to be fair. Like, like, some <laughs> random drunk turns up in my room at five in the morning. I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, he didn't accept the apology, uh, I should I should say, at this point as well. He just he gave me another death stare and just shook his head and then looked back at his computer. And then we set off back home. And, and I'll tell you what, X, you'll be my witness to this. I think the drive home must have been four and a half, five hours. I think we spent probably three and a half to four hours of that just fucking laughing our bollocks off. <laughs> well, pr- prior to that, we'd obviously gone to that cafe in Sul- Salford as well to try and get oh. a, hang- a hangover remedy, hadn't we? And we literally had picked again. I don't know if I was in charge, probably because I'm bookings manager, <laughs> but we literally picked <laughs> the worst, most run-down, horrific cafe in the whole of the Northwest in Salford. And, and it was absolutely horrendous. I walked in there, it was just like, you know, people smoking, even though it's against the law yeah. stuff dripping off the ceilings just oh my god horrendous and we walked in there didn't we and we sat down and the woman who I think we had a fag in her hand at the time came over and literally chucked four or five menus at us and walked off and stuff and 
And then, like, yeah. and then, was it? I mean, we all asked for like what was in the English breakfast or something, and she went, I don't know, chips and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I said, right, well, we'll leave the uh, shit, but we'll have the chips. Yeah, right. exactly. So after we decided to have no shit, but just chips, um, she then like literally <laughs> flung our plates on the table, like the slush going everywhere. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, then we ate that, and then we went. And then it was then after that, on the way home, that yeah, that story just literally occupied us. The whole, the whole journey. I honestly, it was so funny. It was so. Would funny. you go back there for old times' sake? I think I'd pop in for old times' sake. There's no <laughs> yeah. way I'd sleep there. I don't think I'd be no. allowed there. To be honest, I yeah. his hopefully it'd be as bad as mine. But if it's, if it's pretty good, then he wouldn't let me within a mile. I wonder if he ever tells that story to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he must have done. He must have done. Oh my god! But I'll just never forget the look on his face, the look of but, terror. But you've got eyes. to think though, like it's it is quite a scary situation. If you're if you're asleep yeah. in a hotel or you haven't had much sleep, you're in a deep sleep. And you can sudden, hear someone faffing about with the door. As well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, <laughs> faffing about the door, and all of a sudden, this six foot four drunk monster comes staggering into the room, and like, you know, <laughs> with West Ham tattoos and stuff like. that. <laughs> <laughs> we sleep where we want. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, mean, oh. I think anyone would have a little bit of fear in their belt. Like, <laughs> I just think you're really lucky there was his room. Like, yeah, literally, you know a bit of all I've the never scenarios. thought about it before, X. I've never, ever thought about that. But you are right, you know, and <laughs> it only takes someone to exaggerate my entrance or, or to say that I was there longer than I was or whatever. And before you know it, you know, if CCTV has you going into that room... Yeah. No, they ain't going to have CCTV in the room. So it could have been a can of worms for me. I was quite lucky it was him. I'd never well, thought of it like that. Well, also the other, if you flip the sort of possible scenarios that you could have walked into, considering we were staying in what seemed like the heart of gangland Manchester, you could, you could yeah. have literally stumbled across some kind of top drugs barrel. Although you'd like to think they could afford somewhere a bit more swanky than that. <laughs> like that. That's a, and literally like put a cap in your ass the minute you walked in. Where's Big Night? Big Mike when you need him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big homie. So, uh, yeah. Big homie was nowhere to be seen. I think no. there's quite a few possible scenarios that could have been a lot worse than a terrified hotel owner, to be honest with you. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, I know. I look back. I actually think he now. took it reasonably well, in fairness to him. <laughs> obviously he was obviously he was very annoyed, but you know, he could have called the police, he could have done anything. Yeah, I think that's the only thing he didn't do, to be honest with you, because uh, he yeah. was in, in all other facets. He was just absolutely fuming. I mean, he was just absolutely. And he was so tired as well. I mean, looking back, I, I did feel well, I didn't feel sorry for him at the time. I do looking back now. Um, <laughs> no, that was just just unbelievable. Uh, you just you just couldn't make it up. And uh, I don't know. As a funny memory, that it's funny yeah. telling that story again and reliving it. Um, yeah, I mean, how long ago was it? That must be about four or five years, I God, guess. Mate, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know where those years have gone. It's mm. amazing that. But yeah, uh, that good that? memories, mate. Honestly, they make us smile when we uh, when we think about it. It's been quite a few, to be honest, but that one's definitely up there with one that makes me laugh to this day. Anyway, oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Right. Okay. Let's see what X has for us this week. The is it morning yet? deal how about now or now because morning time is mcdonald's breakfast time and that's the best time of all the times wake up with a little splash of sweetness get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to french vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this and this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.